0: unseen realm hallelujah and we were you know we had a lot of stuff to cover about the unseen realm but we actually I was going to a place and the place I was going is that we are about praying things that are in the unseen realm and praying about things that are in the the unseen realm hallelujah Praise God! So we're we're getting to our the, what we're trying to cover finally now, Hallelujah! And so uh, last week we talked about just as an introduction to this part about how prayer falls into three categories, and we found that over in uh, uh, we found it several places, but um, actually the first place we found it was Ephesians six eighteen so we can turn over there to Ephesians 6:18. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I love to pray. And I want I want to inspire you to pray. And I want to inspire all of us to pray more. And I want to learn things about prayer I've never learned I've never known before. So that's what we're believing the Holy Ghost for that we all learn. 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so we found these three categories of prayer there. We also found them in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. But um, that prayer, now there's different methods of prayer. I forget how many. Does anybody remember? Uh, I know we studied that in Bible college, but I forget exactly how many. I think I keep adding to it, you know, how many methods of prayer there is. You know, we, the prayer of faith and the prayer of agreement and the prayer of commitment, prayer dedication, same thing, prayer commitment, prayer dedication, uh, the prayer binding and loosing. I mean, so we have all these different methods of prayer, but we're not talking about methods here. We're talking about categories, and these methods fall into these three categories, and they were outlined for us in 1 Timothy chapter 1. We better go over there real quick. It's actually more clear in 1 Timothy chapter 1, and, and uh, excuse me, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Where he says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. And there's those, so there's those three things there that he talks about, supplications, prayers, and intercessions. And God is not the kind of God, we know he's very exacting in his word, and he doesn't just put in extra words, and he doesn't just put in like, okay, I'm just going to say prayer three times and it all means prayer. No, all three of those words are mean something different, and they're different categories uh, of prayer. And So the first one we talked about prayer, that one kind is communicating with God. Most That's usually the definition that if you just was to walk up to some Christian and say, well, what is the definition of prayer? They'd say, well, it's just communicating with God. Or I've heard people say just talking with God. But there's so much more to prayer that, and that's actually just one category of prayer is just communicating, talking with God. We found out, and this is on your sheet, that it could be that that kind of prayer is fellowship, praise, pouring out your heart. That's when you fall across the bed and just wail. When you pour out your heart and just, "Oh my Lord, and tell him all your problems, nothing wrong with that unless that 's the only kind of prayer you ever pray, then there is something wrong with it. Hallelujah, or unless you have to do that three or four times a day, <laughs> then there's something wrong hallelujah then the prayer, the rolling your care or first Peter calls that casting your care doesn 't it that 's a that'd be something you did that was just prayer where you actually said. Lord, I just roll this care over on you that I have for my child or my aunt or whatever, you know. And then the giving of thanks, when that's a kind of prayer when you're just thanking God for something. That's one kind of prayer. Singing to the Lord, Ephesians 5.19 says, uh, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the, to the Lord, to the Lord, communicating with the Lord. And then Jude 20, when, when we, we're talking about tongues. Now all tongues wouldn't fall just under prayer, but this Jude 20 tongues where it says building up yourself on your most holy faith. That's Jude, That's prayer. That's just prayer. And then we've got down to supplication. I'm just reviewing right now. We got down to supplication, and supplication means asking. So you could have prayer without it being asking prayer. So that's why in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, he says, you know, pr- prayer, supplications, and intercessions. But supplication means asking or petitioning. And we find example of that in, in uh, Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things you desire, uh, when you pray, believe that you receive them. That's asking prayer. We also find it in Matthew seven seven, where it says, uh, "To ask, seek, and knock." You know, to ask, those that ask, receive; those that seek, find; those that knock, the door will be opened unto them. And so we have. That's the that is falls under supplicating. So we're making supplication. And, you know, uh, it's important. It's, I think it's important to understand this, but, you know, when you're praying and you're on the front porch and you're rocking, you're praying, guess what? You're going to be praying, you're going to be supplicating, you're going to be interceding, and it's all just going to be in there together. Hallelujah. But there is a point to this that we're getting to, and so we'll get to that. So now let's go on, because we didn't cover this last week, to intercessions. And intercession is when you're the go-between, between God and somebody else. Hallelujah. It's quite Ezekiel 2230, we'll turn there, called standing in the gap. Hallelujah. When you stand in the gap between God and somebody else, and you may be Asking, but you are asking, uh, you are asking for somebody else. And actually, you're doing more than asking. Hallelujah. You're touching the heart of God for somebody else. 2230. Ezekiel said, and I uh, I sought for a man. Well, actually, Ezekiel wrote it, but says, I sought for a man among them that would should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. And so we find this standing in the gap is talking about getting in there and being a go between between uh, a group of people and God and 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 getting in there and 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 releasing the mercy of God. You're not begging God in this kind of prayer to, Oh God, don't destroy the land. Oh God, you're asking God or giving God the inroad to do what He already wants to do. You're never going to change God's mind. He says, I am the Lord, I change not in Malachi. We don't change God's mind. We find His redemptive purpose cause God all, everything he does even when he judges something it's in, it, he has the idea of redemption in it hallelujah and so we find his redemptive purpose and we go and say lord you know let's let's do something merciful here let's let's uh, and he says i was looking for a man to just to just come in and ask and i'm going to do it for your sake Hallelujah. I, I may not can do it for their sake because they're not right with me. They're not doing right. They're not even asking. They may not even be aware of God. But I'm asking and I'm saying, Lord, do this for my sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes, I, one time I got a word. We were in Birmingham and Ronnie Sims. Was that his name, first name? Okay. Ronnie Sims, he was the pastor of Word of Life in Jackson, Mississippi. He died a few years ago. But anyway, he was there preaching and he had all the intercessors come up for prayer. And so I came up there and when he got to me, he said, you have favor on your knees. Hallelujah. That was a blessing. And so sometimes when I really want something from God, I throw that at him. I say, now, Lord, you said I have favor on my knees, and I need you to intervene in this situation. or I need you to do this. Hallelujah. Praise God. He shouldn't have said it if he didn't mean it. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 3.19. Turn there. Hallelujah. So this intercessor... And I think we've not understood what it meant to be an intercessor. And really all we've understood is when we heard somebody say intercession, we said, oh, yeah, that's one of those people who goes in the closet, stays eight hours, doesn't come out. And I just want to inform you tonight that you can be an intercessor and you may not pray eight hours at a time. They, there there may be times that it, something takes longer and there may be times that something takes like where you chew on it for several days or several weeks or years. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, uh, you pick that up and you work on it in prayer, especially when you're praying for nations and governments and cities and things like that. You may chew on it often Amen. until God releases you from it. But an but, uh, intercession can be done uh, sometimes in a few minutes. It, intercession, you have to be, you have to train your heart to see and hear. You've got to hear what God's saying and not pray with your head. You cannot be effective intercessor and just pray head prayers. By that, I'm just talking about just, you know, the, everything you prayed yesterday and more. Than the, and and like the Baptist guy, guy that we was in our church in Seagrave said uh, Lord, I just pray for all that's my duty to pray for. You know, <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know, Hallelujah. Praise God. I just don't think that's going to cut it, folks. Or oh, we just, you know, bless everybody. You know, bless all the little kids in China. You know, that's not you know, effective intercession. Not going to do much, is it? Hallelujah. So, First uh, uh, Corinthians three nineteen. Hallelujah. By the way, I had something. Uh, I have a number question for y'all tonight. Uh, while you're turning there, Hallelujah. Do y'all know why five doesn't like six? She does. Don't answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she knows the joke. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say I don't know. No, no. Okay, because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I told Pastor. He said it was weak, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> It was good, wasn't it, Jasmine? Very good joke. Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. That's good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all can tell your. You can go tell everybody. You know that for the wit. Uh, no, this is. I'm. I'm let's see, three nineteen. That's not it. It's second. Is it second Corinthians? Did the typist mess up? Three, 9. Thank you. I always try to check my scriptures, but I had a lot to check. For we are labors together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Hallelujah. Ye are, for we are labors together with God. Or co-laboring. So intercession is co-laboring with God. It's getting, helping him get done in the earth what he already wants to do. And we know we have to do that because uh, we are the ones that God gave authority to in the earth, is man. Man has authority in the earth. So, uh, also, intercession has to do with declaring and decreeing. Let's go to Job twenty two twenty eight. Hallelujah. I can't believe you knew my joke, Jasmine. I just knew I had something you'd never heard. Job twenty two twenty eight. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So intercession has to do with declaring and decreeing the will of God. Hallelujah. And that can be the will of God is revealed in His Word, or it can be the will of God is revealed to your heart by a rhema word from God through either a word of knowledge or through a, a, a vision. Are a dream, but you're decreeing and you're declaring. Hallelujah. And Luke 9, 1, intercession. And any time you pray these prayers, see, we've thought intercession, intercession is getting on your face and having a heavy burden and, oh, uh, and just, and, and, Crying and groaning in the Spirit and praying in tongues. And it can be that, but it's so much more. Anytime you decree and declare, you are actually intervening. You are interceding. You are you are being that, um, hallelujah, you're being, I call it a, a freedom fighter. Hallelujah. We are freedom fighters. That's what we are. We are praying for other people and laying hands on other people to help, to get them set free. Hallelujah. And so when you are decreeing, declaring, you are being a freedom fighter and you are interceding, whether it takes you two minutes or it takes you 20 years of decreeing and declaring. And when it comes to cities and stuff, it might take 20 years. Hallelujah. Well, we know it's already taken 15. I texted Eric today and I said, you have lived in T-Town 15 years today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because today is our anniversary of moving to Tuscaloosa in 1997. We came here on August. We moved on August 8th because school was starting August 12th. And we had to get... Er- Eric's lived here half his life. He's, he was 15 and now he's 30. <laughs> and I told Pastor, I said, it seems like it was just yesterday, but on the other hand, it seems like it's been 30 years. <laughs> it's like i can't figure out which way it seems but um i heard somebody say that when you are in business with your husband that you count your marriage in dog years um and when you are in the ministry together your marriage is in dog years so we have been married yeah and we'll be married 39 years and that's something like 240 something 240 something years in dog years hallelujah I'm not complaining or anything. (laughs) Uh, I know it sounded like it. But, you know, it just seems like a long time is my point. Luke 9-1 says, Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And so um, uh, I, I that's not the right scripture. Luke 9-1, taking authority. Yes, I was on the wrong one, but it is. It's taking authority. He gave them power and authority over. So anytime you intervene... And take authority over disease. Or take authority over devils. You are interceding. You are co-laboring with God. Hallelujah. So you've been interceding all along. You may not have been laying on the floor in your closet. Groaning. And and you know that happens sometimes. Travail. But travail is not something you decide to do. (laughs) It's something that comes on you. It's only come on me like twice. And you know. In my whole, let's see, since 1980, so 30, th- going on 33 years, be 33 years in January, twice his travail came on me. And one time was, we weren't even in the ministry, we were just newly filled with the Holy Spirit. We had a Bible study in our home and... Uh, all of a sudden, this travail for Michael's two uncles, uh, Tommy and Alton, came on me. And I was just, you couldn't stop it if you had, it'd been like trying to stop a freight train. You know, I guess you could have if you had just, you know, just locked up. But it was just like, and this travail was going to come out. And now, as far as I know, they've never really turned their life around. Now one of them is in the nursing home with Alzheimer's. And the other and the, and they're younger than Michael's dad, and the other one is um just it. they say he could just go anytime. he can't breathe, he's you know, and um, I'm like, "You know, God, you didn't have me getting that travail for nothing. Hallelujah, So it you know, so what I believe is, I don't know what the decision is they'll make, but I know that travail brought them opportunity. That's all I know for sure. Hallelujah. And it's uh it's a sad thing because um, um, you know I, well it's just sad. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh Luke nine one. Then he, Oh I've already read that. Now we're gonna go to Matthew eighteen, eighteen. So turn back to Matthew eighteen, eighteen, and we find the prayer binding and loosing. Have you ever been binding something or loosing something? Then you are intervening. You are actually helping God get the job done on the earth that He wants done. You are co-laboring with Him. You're being the one that stands in the gap. Hallelujah. And, you know, in Ezekiel where we read, I sought for a man to stand in the gap, and I found none. He's not going to do that anymore. He was looking for a man to stand in the gap to bring salvation, to bring redemption, and he couldn't find one, so he brought his own. Jesus, hallelujah, his own man. He brought himself, really, you know, in the form of Jesus. God came to earth. Hallelujah. But he's not, now it's up to us. We can let this thing go to the dogs so to speak, or the devil, hallelujah, or we can get in there and we can be intercessors in our families, in our city, in our nation. The reason our nation's in the shape is, is when when we get to heaven, Brother Hagin told us that he's not going to get on to the sinners about the condition the earth is in, he or the United States is in. He's going to hold the church accountable for letting prayer get out of the schools and letting abortion in. And now, now we're letting uh, same-sex marriage in. You know, not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna tell the Lord. I prayed. I'm not respond. And if you prayed, He's gonna say, you. And, and you know, enough may not pray because some things take more than one. Some things aren't just I prayed. Some things have to be us. Right. Hallelujah. That's right, and that's found over in first Corinthians, and we will see that sometime, so matthew eighteen eighteen says verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. this is God said he's going to back us up if you bind it on earth, i'll bind it in heaven, in other words, i'll back you up from heaven, and if you loose it on earth i'll loose it in heaven. Amplified says uh, whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven, whatsoever you Don't allow, what does it say, Leanne? Forbid. Forbid Forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Hallelujah. So we're the intercessors there. And we can forbid some things. You know, we have been standing up as a church. We're slow learners, I guess you'd say, because we, but we're not letting, we decided we're not letting any more tornadoes come. Hallelujah. We're We're not, that's not happening again. That's over. If it's up to River Church. If River Church is enough to to do it, and I know there's other people standing too. Hallelujah. Praise God. And now we're more on top of it, aren't we? Hallelujah and And uh not waiting, boy you don 't wait till the thing's are, are twirling over you <laughs> I mean if you that 's better praying than, better praying than then than never, but just like, well, too late, here I go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we don 't want to do that, but on the other hand our, we have we have technology now that tells us four days ahead of time that something 's coming. I mean James Spann is on it. <laughs> I tell you what he 's not letting nothing slip into. To Alabama, and that he hasn't given you ample warning to pray. And you know, we need to, I, I'm not a big one to say, man, we ought to sit and watch the loop of CNN all day long, like my stepfather did. It's like, do you realize they're repeating all, that this is a repetition? I don't think that's wise, but we ought to have enough news that we know when something happens or when, you know, we ought to know what's going on in the earth. For years, I didn't have a clue. Now I hear people refer to things and I go, Well, I was old enough to pray. I was was even filled with the Spirit. Why didn't I pray about that? Because a lot of times, just because I was totally uninterested in news. I was totally uninterested in politics. And I had kind of a, uh, I guess I had, I don't know if I had with Scarlett O'Hara syndrome, where it's like, well, I'll think about that another day. Or I don't know what it was, but I just know that I was just kind of saying, well, God will just kind of take care of all that stuff. And that's really not the truth. Because he gave the authority in the earth to man. And he, exp- and he expects us to take care of it. Hallelujah. So that's the prayer of binding and loosing. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 2. This is another kind of intercession that we do as we pray in tongues. Now, you know, well, I'll read it and then you'll know what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Bible's sticking together there. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understanding them, howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. So some of those mysteries are bound to be God using us with our prayer language to intervene in situations. That's my point. Now maybe not all of them are, but some of them are bound to be interventions of some kind. Uh, Philippians 1.19, go there. I know we're doing Bible drill, drill tonight. She says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So when we release the Holy Spirit into situations, we are intervening, we are interceding, we are co-laboring with God when we when our prayers release the Holy Spirit into into situations. And we can literally say that. We can literally say, you know, about your neighborhood. I just release the Holy Spirit into my neighborhood, into every one of these homes. Holy Spirit, go and work in these homes in my neighborhood. Hallelujah. Work with these people. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then 1 Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. So we have the watching kind of of prayer. And we're going to talk a lot more about watching prayer, but uh, watching when we—that's when you're praying and and you're on the alert and you're watching in prayer. There's a, there's different ways to do this, but let's just say it this way: If you don't ever look, you'll never see. And the prerequisite for hearing is what listening and so uh if you just never slow down you never stop you never get before god you never take time to sit down and just pray in the spirit maybe over your children and just look and just say lord show me anything i need to see show me things to come concerning my children that i might readily prepare them for the future that was one of my prayers and still is for my uh children i don't get to prepare them the same way but i can have a part in In you know if i saw something i'd call them up and say you know i saw this just be on the alert for that or i saw that you know and uh, so um but we watch in, we watch in prayer. And one thing I like to do is when I'm praying for Tuscaloosa County is I kind of see the map in my heart and mind and I kind of just pray around the border just kind of of Tuscaloosa County, just kind of seeing if I, I see anything. And if you look to see, God will show you something. He'll give you something to pray about. He won't, He won't say, Oh, there's nothing going on in Tuscaloosa County. You just go ahead with your day. Go on down to Kmart. You know, no, there's things going on. And if you really want to know and see so that you can pray, hallelujah, he'll show you. I know one time I was praying for a particular school in the county, and I saw a drug deal go down. I just saw it in my heart, just saw a little glimmer of a drug deal, some drugs exchanging hands. And I said, "That's I need to pray about that. Hallelujah. That that get exposed, that God show the proper people that so that that stopped at that school. Hallelujah and the school that your kids are going to or your grandkids are going to or you're teaching at that is your responsibility you that's your you know the adam got an assignment the first he was the first intercessor he was the keeper of the garden and we are to keep our garden and what's my garden my garden is my home my property my children my grandchildren they're mine they're my responsibility my husband uh, you know, I've always said this. I've always told the ladies there ain't nobody gonna intercede for your husband but you. If you don't pray for him, he's gonna, you know, probably crash and burn if nobody's praying for him. Hallelujah, praise God. And so and and so we're we're watching these things. And this is our county. This is I. I have a new uh, a new uh, anointing. A new. Passion, I would say, to pray for my neighborhood, and to begin to decree and declare things, gotten bolder. Let me say that in my prayers for my neighborhood. And I'm just saying, no, we aren't having crime here. No, we just bind that. We just there will be no break-ins. There will be no burglaries. There will be no vandalism, even that kitty kitty vandalism. You know what I'm talking about, where they're just horsing around. We just take authority over that. We're not having that in this neighborhood. And Lord, we just send salvation to every household. I'm asking you to send salvation. Lord cross labors to crawl. and then I, the neighbors that are riding around me, I, I actually went to the trouble to find out their names. I'm not really very neighborly, am I, because I've lived there and I don't know their names. You know? Well, I knew two of them's names, but you know, well, these hadn't spoke to us. We've lived there five years. They've lived there five years. We've lived there 12 years. But they've lived there five years, and they hadn't spoke to us, but when I started praying, guess what? They got friendly. She got friendly. She started waving at me and when she walks and talking to me while I'm on the porch. I mean, it's just like, well, it sure is hot, you know, or something like that. But that is a step. And another neighbor all of a sudden put a cross on the front of their house. I'm like, what's that all about? I didn't even think y'all hardly ever went to church. But God's, I said, Lord, you know that was just a sign to me. That's all that was that was for me. And now I sit on the porch and look at their cross. Hallelujah cuz they praise God. So God's on the move. He's moving. We just have he needs an invite into your neighborhood. Hallelujah. And some of you got some work to do. I'm telling you, I in prayer Monday night, I got a glimpse of that Cottondale needed help. <laughs> so, I don't know you don't live in Cottondale though, do you? You work there. You work in Cottondale. Okay, there's your garden there. Okay, okay, okay. All right. And I know Duncanville needs help. Okay, nobody's commenting on that. No, everything's peachy out there. Jesus is Lord and everybody worships every day. No, you're just... No, that's my point is... There's things going on in this county, and if you look to see, God will show you because He wants to stop things. He wants to stop things at the University of Alabama so that we don't have a Virginia Tech or a, you know, and we don't even have any scandals. Hallelujah. We want to nip those in the bud by prayer before before anything ever could start. Hallelujah. I don't don't know, but I think they have probably kind of made a believer out of all the colleges now it's like, if I didn't believe before, I'd believe now. We better get our act together. Hallelujah. Do you all know what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, paving a highway, Isaiah 62.10. You can start to enjoy prayer. And one thing it took for me to start to enjoy prayer was to quit thinking wrong about it and thinking I was going to have to go in the closet and stay eight hours. Hallelujah. And, and you know, suffer for Jesus. And I know there are people that do that. But I knew I didn't have the grace to do it. Hallelujah. And I, am, I admire the people that do it. Hallelujah. And I believe with all my heart that it will be them that gets the best and biggest rewards in heaven. It's not going to be any hot shot preachers. It's going to be those intercessors. That's what I believe. I think y'all would agree with that. That's where the real work is done. They say all the major revivals had a prayer, either one person or many people praying that facilitated that revival. Hallelujah. Charles Finney had a major intercessor that was, went everywhere he went before he got there and prayed. Hallelujah. And all the places where there's been great moves of God and great salvation. If you want to move of God in Tuscaloosa, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to pray. And I will say this, and I know this is true. You will get further in corporate prayer than you ever get by yourself. Right. So we need to. I believe in God for a lot of different corporate prayers. I believe that there's people that want to pray in a different style than I pray. And that's good too. That's okay. I believe there's people that have, you know, I tend to the spiritual side or what would you call it the uh um, like you know, I'm always praying for glory and stuff like that, but there's people that are more practical, man, they just want to pray for governments and presidents i like i do I pray for governments and presidents because the word says to to want to is not but but I, there's people that take that on. There are people that make trips to washington d c just to pray in the Capitol, just to pray at the Pentagon, just to pray at the, you know, uh, at the Washington Memorial. And, you know, and I read their books and I go, that is awesome. And then they'll say, I went on this day and the next day this happened. And I'm like, oh my, that is so awesome. I'm so impressed. I'm so, but it's just not, you know, I, when I go to pick out the prayer list, it always like Lord more rain, more glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, passion, hunger in the church. You know that's what I'm always after. But we need different kinds of prayer groups going. I'm wanting a prayer group right now to pray us to pray for just elections, hallelujah. And so hallelujah. I don't think that we should just have one. That's one of the major calls on this church is to be a praying church. We know too much. To whom much is given, much is required. We know more than some Christians do. We've been taught, not just by us, but by the guest speakers we've had in. We've been taught well. And so, because we've been taught, we're accountable for what we know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 62.10 says... uh, Praise God. Go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of the people, cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. I believe that that is a necessary ingredient anytime people get something from God. I believe people are prayed into the kingdom, even if you didn't know that's who you were praying for. I believe people are prayed into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that somebody's got to clear the path and pray. And uh so we pave that highway we clear out hindrances in our prayer the hindrances of religion the hindrances of wrong thinking we pray labors into their path and 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 so anytime somebody st- there's a people start moving towards god somebody's prayed somebody's made a way somebody's made a highway for that to happen because if they didn't it wouldn't happen hallelujah revelation 12:11 and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto the death so applying and pleading the blood is a form of revelation the old timers said they pleaded the blood they were always talking about pleading the blood you could call it speaking the blood or declaring the blood hallelujah the blood is uh, the blood is still working today hallelujah the blood is Uh, never going to lose its power as we know. Hallelujah. And so we apply the blood to situations. And when we do, we're, we're interceding. We're intervening between God and man. And we can do that for ourselves. We can plead the blood over ourselves. Hallelujah. I like to, my children, I do this. I plead the blood over their minds, their wills, their emotions. Hallelujah! Draw a bloodline. I blow, I draw a bloodline around our property. I draw. I'm drawing bloodlines around this property and the property we have for sale in Coker. I draw the blood around it. Hallelujah! And I know you're doing that too. Billy Bram says she never gets in the car that she doesn't decree the blood over her car. Hallelujah! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And you go. I. I, I think. Well, let's finish this and I'll say it. Mark eleven twenty three. We've already talked about this briefly, but we'll go do it real quick, and then we'll be finished with this sheet, and we'll talk about a couple of things, and then I think we'll pray a little. Mark eleven twenty three. Now, there's two kinds of praying, um, in Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four. Which hallelujah. There's the first kind, which is. Uh, 1123 is intercession. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Do you see there you're not asking that you're decreeing, you're declaring, you're speaking to a mountain? You are intervening. And saying, no, that mountain's going to move in Jesus' name. So you are co-laboring with God to intervene in a situation in order to move a mountain. Whether it be a mountain at your house, a mountain in your body, a mountain wherever the mountain is. Hallelujah. But in verse 24, therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. That's up under supplication because that's asking. And how to ask. He teaches us how to ask there. So, hallelujah. Now, you know, I know, um, praise God, you get up in the morning and I know you spend time with the Lord and you want to pray. And it's like, man, there is a, a million things to pray and a million different ways to pray. Where do I start well, the thing you do is you always send Judah first. Hallelujah. That means praise. Hallelujah. God, God said, send Judah first. Praise God. I read that this morning in Judges where he said, well, what, who do we send first? He said, send Judah first. And that means praise. So we send out our praise to God. Another place it says, as we enter his gates with thanksgiving, we enter his courts with praise. So you always start with the praise. Hallelujah. And then from there, you're led by the Spirit. That's why you have the Holy Ghost, and you know, because uh, there's confessions to make, there's scriptures to read, there's intercession to make, there's blood to plead, there's praise God neighbors to pray for, there's kin folks to pray for, there's children to pray for, there's oh man, hallelujah, <laughs> governments and and you know, and the word commanded to do that to pray for men, those in authority. We read that tonight, hallelujah. So what we do is we're led by the Spirit. And I just see what's coming up in my heart next. Like even I spend like uh, this morning, and Wednesday mornings a lot of times I spend like nearly all morning in some form of praise and prayer and study because I'm getting ready for Wednesday night. And uh, I will, uh, when I finish, like if I feel led to to declare Psalm 91, and then I'll declare Psalm 91, and then I'll just kind of see what, feels like what comes up in my heart to do next, you know, and none of us can get it all every day, but if we all do our part, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, and we don't want to let anything slip, we want to be on the alert and watchful every day, looking and hallelujah, and there's some things I just wouldn't go a day without praying for, where your kids would be one of them. Praise God, because the boy, the devil's looking for an advantage with kids. Hallelujah. Your spouse would be something you just, you would want to do something in prayer about every day. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you do pray for me every day, too. <laughs> My grandmother had a friend, and his name was Hut. Hut Hudson. And so he called her up on the phone. Of course, she was a prayer. And he said, "Hixie." I need you to pray for me. And don't be lumping me in with a, bunch of, a whole bunch of other people either. <laughs> and that's how I feel. When my husband prays for me, now don't be lumping me in with all the rest of the church members and everything. That, is that how you want it to? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. And there are seasons that we need more prayer. And that we need to pray for one another. I believe personally that we none of us get prayed for enough. We never None of us get our hands laid on us enough. Not for just, you know, you don't have to be sick to need hands laid on you. And just, you know, just let something go in you. Just be strengthened. Just be, hallelujah. Praise God. So since I said that, let's just do it tonight. Amen. Praise God. Let's just lay hands on one another. Praise God. So what we're going to do is we'll let Barry start some music. And, and then we'll just let everybody on this side come over and lay hands and just pray. Hallelujah. Pray in the Spirit or pray whatever you feel, unction to pray. And then when that's through, we'll let everybody on this side come over here and lay hands on these people, okay? Hallelujah. That's how we'll end tonight. I knew we were supposed to pray, but hallelujah. Praise God. So, y'all ready? We're going to go get them. Now, if you're being prayed for, don't pray. Just receive. Don't pray. Don't even pray in your brain. Just, pray, just receive.